2: It's the Best Bits of the Week with Morgan
0: number 2.
3: Happy weekend, everyone. Welcome to the Best Bits Podcast. I'm Morgan. In case you missed it, we separated the podcast into two parts. This is part two, where it's just the bits. I break down the top seven most engaging, most liked, most... Uh, Called in about segments of the week And share with you guys So you can either catch up if you missed it Or listen to it again in case You want to listen to it again And part one is where I Actually break down the show with A show member, we come on and talk about All kinds of things, sometimes we talk about what happened On the show, other times we just kind of get deep down and personal, which is typically what Abby and I do and she was my guest this week on part 1. So make sure you check that out. We're going to dive right in at number 7. Eddie shared something that his kid has been going through recently and I think a lot of parents and unfortunately some kids can relate to this one. So uh his kid has been dealing with some bullying issues with uh basketball, which is super unfortunate and it broke my heart to hear that, but Eddie gives the lowdown of what happened, how he responded to it, and, of course, we had some listeners call in and share some of their input.
0: Number seven.
4: Okay, Eddie, what happened with your kid? Oh, this was tough. So my uh, seven-year-old, he's joining a new basketball team, and he shows up, and he's he's little for his, for his age. So he shows up, and two boys in his team are laughing at him, just saying, like, look at this guy. He's so short. He's not going to make any of the baskets. And my son hears him, and I'm one of the – I mean – I guess all the dads chip in, so we're all kind of coaches. So if we're at practice, we're all helping out. And I'm right there hearing them laugh every single time my son takes a shot. So I get a little fired up over it.
5: So they're saying he's too small. Yes. Are they trying to block his shots? No, no,
4: we're doing layup drills. And every time he goes up for the layup, they're like, (laughs) watch this. Little guy's going to try to make a layup. He's not even going to get close to the basket. But hey, my son's draining every single one. And they say it about five times. And finally, the fifth time, I'm like, uh uh, that's it. I'm about to say something. So I say, I pull them both aside. I say, hey, you too. There's no laughing at your teammates. I don't care who your teammate is. You guys have each other's back. I hear you guys laughing at his size, but I guarantee you he'll school both of you guys. Oh, then that's probably not the way to do it. That part, you don't
5: have to go that hard yeah. right there. Well, now now you're created talking a, bad about Yeah. Well, now team. you're like making him want to compete against your son. Like, I guarantee oh. you he'll take both of you down. But I think that was the emotion talking. Yeah. I didn't really
4: mean to say that, but that just slipped out. But I was really just trying to say, like, hey, no laughing at your teammate. Back him up.
5: I like that part. Yeah, I but think you, then, w- you went over.
4: I guess, dude. I guess deep inside, I know how good my son is. Like he's really good, and it's happened every single season where the team, the opposing team, sees him and they're like, "Look at this little point guard." He's like, and he just dominates because he's fast. He does make every shot, and he's really, really good. So part of me was like, "Oh, you fools are gonna take your laughing back because he's gonna school you." How's he
5: affected when he hears that?
4: Oh, dude, it hurt? It hurt him a little bit because I could see him listening. And every single time he would miss a layup, he would look at the reaction. And Wait, of course, said he makes every shot. Well, now. B- yeah, he doesn't make every oh, it, single got it, got it, got one. Got okay, go ahead. <laughs> but every time he did miss one, he would look back to see their, their reaction. And, of course, they were laughing
5: again. Okay, so what would you do? That's a question. You guys can call us, too. How would you deal with this? 877-77-BOBBY. We will grab your calls. We'll talk about it right after this song. My quick advice as a young, once small kid that had the same thing happen to me I had to learn how to let it drive me, right? I didn't have anybody giving me a uh, a massage, going, "Hey, Bubba, it'd be okay, and it will be okay, and you can do that." I just didn't have that, and so I let that crap drive me to the point. Probably I'm extra neurotic at this point in my life, yeah. but I think that that's. I think adversity is awesome. I think the fact that I don't like the bullying, I don't like that they're saying that, and you can actually put a stop to it. But I think let's see how he reacts. What does he think? Is he reacting to it? Does it drive him to want to work harder? Or is he just kind of like, I don't want to play at all?
4: I think a little bit of both. They can see it in him where at first he's just kind of like, oh, I don't like that they're laughing at me. But yeah, he does try extra hard to make that layup when they when it is his turn just
5: so you can shut him up a little bit. And I think that's the that's the play mm-hmm. is that you try to build that to, okay, people are always going to say this about you. It's how you react. It's how you show up. Ooh, that's good. Instead of, uh, it's okay, buddy. It's, you know what? This is a part of it. I don't like it either. But it's gonna happen to you the rest of your life in some way or another. And it's not, you know, if you get knocked down, or if you get made fun of, it's when you get knocked down or when you get made fun of. How do you react to that? Mm. I think that's the lesson. But what do I know? I don't have what? kids. No, but you were, like you said, this I Still mean, am. you were that look person. At me, I'm still that guy. Yeah. Everywhere I go, people are like, look at him. He ain't gonna make that shot. And I'm like, I'm not playing basketball. <laughs> I'm trying to get a Starbucks. <laughs>
0: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
3: This week was a special one full of so many special guests. One of the coolest things was Dierks Bentley and L. King. They came in, talked about both of the collabs that they have together, and they performed their new one, Worth a Shot. I've loved El King from the very beginning, and to see her now in the country genre is so fun, especially when Dirks come in and he's like, all about her and wants her to have all the success. It was just a super fun interview and performance. So make sure if you don't listen to it right here, you go check it out at Bobbybones.com.
5: Number six. Well, it is really good to see you again.
3: Nice to see you too. Good,
5: thank you. And and we come on it apparently Dirk has a residency here on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's here every week, so for different reasons. Did you know he just comes in randomly? No. Yeah. yeah sometimes
6: he's... I come in and don't even sing, I just yeah. hang out
5: and you know,
6: kinda uh, judge the show a little bit, see how it's going and <laughs> Want yes. to keep listening or not? He's like the voice, but for this show, he comes on and tells us that the show's good.
5: Oh, yeah. smart. Yes, yes, yes. Ella, you are here. We just spent some time together at uh, my house. We were doing a Bobby cast, and Mike, who produces that, told me that what, that I went hard on her. Did you think I, like, I went hard on you?
7: I would rather someone be honest and real with me. I would rather take something you know genuine than fake I
5: guess. So and I wasn't meaning it in any way that I had mm. a whole different I was wrong about my perception of elle I thought she was fancy Hollywood girl. <laughs> and I said yeah. that I said my perception was totally wrong on you and I admitted that. I said I thought you were from Los Angeles and you know you came to and I said I was completely 100% wrong. And from, you know, growing up in uh southern Ohio to living on a farm now and I was like I apologize and I'm really sorry that I felt the Ooh. wrong way about you. I think too you're so talented, I think that can be intimidating at times too. To someone like, well, I'll say it Charlie Warsham. No, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
6: did I ever tip at the time we, my first time being in the studio with Bobby and you made me sing the YMCA theme song? Yeah.
5: How'd it go? Terrible.
6: Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> we yeah, we're just now getting over that
5: point in our friendship <laughs> at this point too. It's, it's a thing. Uh, so, L. King is here. And, hey, Dirk, I said, hey, since you had asked her to do different for girls, yeah. right? And she did it. Did she have a coupon at any time she could have cashed in on you? Like, at any time, regardless of how good, amazing, uh, a polka song, it didn't matter. If she said, I'd like you to do this song with
6: me, you have to do it. Oh, man. I. I would you have said no, yes? No, I would say yes to anything she asked me to do, because I love Elle to death. But I, I feel honored to be on the songs. It's a big old smash hit song that uh, I love. Now that I get a chance to be on with you, it's just I feel like Elle's got so much so much good things happening for her right now I'm kind of like yeah let me be part of anything you have <laughs> happening right now because you're hot um, but, what, did, uh, what was it about her initially that drew you to her yeah see now we, we all are just talking about the conversation I only knew Elle since I met her I knew the X's and O's and that song and I had that song different for girls the Shane McAnally song that I loved and I was trying to find someone that could sing that song. It's kind of a weird song, you know, different for girls. It's 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 talking about, I mean, the reality of, of things, of life is a lot of things are different for girls, but not for Elle. It was kind of weird for her to sing on it because she's like, you know, <laughs> rolls her sleeves up and, and fights her way into the room and not girly girl at all. But she has enough confidence, as you were talking about earlier, and to be able to take on that role. And she's the only one I really could see singing that song and, and, and playing it off and not... Uh, you know it was just such a juxtaposition for you in a cool it way it was because
7: everything we were singing about like i do
6: yeah like, like. she's the one drinking monster energy coffee <laughs> drink this morning and i'm drinking decaf coffee it's like it's our roles are totally actually reversed <laughs> but uh i just so i've only known her as like playing the banjo you know she to me is has always been like a country kind of singer girl and that's we've known each other now for about 5 Years, Don't guess. age me. Come yeah, on. I can't remember, but um, I would have sung anything she asked me to do. I'm, I'm thankful she asked me to sing on a big hit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan.
5: Did you know she started playing the banjo? She saw a guy in a park in Philadelphia just randomly playing it. Then how it started. Yeah.
7: yeah, I saw him and I was yeah. like, "Anything you can do, I could do. Maybe okay." <laughs> and I, I, I was like, "Let me play it." And I he like,
5: "You let, let me borrow that banjo for like."
6: And you listen to Bobby cast. Oh, like it's, it's it's really good. good yeah, 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 it's really good. Because need, especially after this little thing, I need to go back and check. But it out. I
5: didn't even know there was a thing. I was just like, <laughs> "Hey, did you feel like?" And then Michael was like, "Yeah, you just kind of." But also, the air was out of my house, and I think I was a little crabby. Yeah, you he crabby? was warm. I was fine. Well, I try. No, stop. You stop. <laughs> We don't need that. But she can't. I was like, Elle, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed that El, the uh, air is out of my house. It's 80 degrees. And she's like, I don't care. Let's, let's go. And I'm, you know, me, I'm Beyonce. I don't know. The temperature's not exactly right with my water. And so, <laughs> but she rocked it and it was yeah. awesome. And I hope you guys check it out. And we talk a lot about this song too, which is what we're going to play here. And so worth a shot. It's L King with Dirk Bentley. So Elle, what drew you to this song? You heard it and thought, I love it. Why?
7: Well, I mean, it's, it's very, very catchy. Um, and it was—it happened really, really quickly. We had done like five, six songs, all just slammed into one day, and we were kind of scrambling, just trying to find songs. And Ross was like, "Hey, I've got this one," and um, Dirks was going to cut it, and—and and I don't know why it didn't make the record. Probably because you were waiting for me. I knew, it, I found the right home. He was just like waiting to deliver it. Um, on a platter but Ross played it for me and I was like dying, that's catchy and yeah, it's just like hey Dirk's like will you and then I sent the text that we talked about like hey man you don't have to say yes but like <laughs> if you really want to like I can't put on a country record and like not have you sing on mine and yeah. but that's not like he doesn't like owe me anything this is all like forever indebted to him and also saying like you brought me here like can't will you still be a part of what you like led me to
6: yeah well thank you and the story of the song is interesting for everyone out there listening because it's it's cool to see how songs find their home you know it's like Shane McAnally and Ross he's a great songwriters but they probably only get like three or four great songs a year and I feel huge responsibility and i I'm writing my own record and then someone pitches me a song and I hear it and I go, oh, it's a big hit, but I kind of want to put this one out there because I'm really attached to it, but I don't want to like jeopardize these guys one baby of a song. It's such a good song. So I was kind of sitting on it and then I heard they like loved it and I'm like, yes, give it to Elle. She'll make it a hit. And I, just, I, I care about those guys. A lot of my friends are songwriters and you care about them you don't hold their song up you know you get this song you just sit on it. now I'll, I'll think about that let me come back to me in a year and then the song's lost its moment it doesn't have any heat left and you just like destroyed somebody's chance to have like a hit song so i was super happy this, this song found the right home and then when, kind of karma i think it came back to me with the chance to be part of it i still get to be on the song but um it's it's your song
7: and finally here it is. finally and <laughs> it
6: too is deep now. gone too far this is Elking
5: with dirk spentley and the band doing worth a shot
7: Always up. I'm not ready to give up on us, yeah. One last ride. Maybe it's worth a shot One shot from the top of the shell, Maybe two, what the hell Cause we've been on the rocks One
8: shot, maybe all that we
7: got I don't
8: know about you But I think it's worth a shot I
6: think it's worth a shot I think it's
7: worth a shot
5: Come on, that's awesome, guys! L King and Dark Bentley. L, how's your ankle?
7: It's like broken or something? Spra- <laughs> <laughs> I don't
5: know. I got heeled boots on. It's all right. She says she's always hurt. We were talking. She yeah. said I'm always hurt. And she has a sprained ankle right now. Yeah, we were
6: doing the, the video shoot for the song. We were, she was hobbling around pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
5: I re-sprained it, was it like
6: that day. Yeah. Black and blue. It was pretty nasty. Yeah,
5: it yeah. still is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I was> <laughs> So you just strapped up a boot and said, "Let's go."
7: Yeah, I got a thing. I got a thing on it. <laughs> like a
5: brace <laughs> yeah yeah you two are hosting the uh, cma fest together yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah so how what's that situation how'd that how'd that get come to you
6: you know i've, I've seen people do it in the past and it looks like a lot of work so i was like i don't know if I want to do that but uh <laughs> you gotta be here all week but then i heard you know there's an opportunity for us to do it together and i was like oh, of course i'm gonna do it though because it's just fun it's just you know fun. i have
7: to leave for a day to go to a bluegrass festival right where which one I, I can't go. do it. No, you have to work. You uh, have how to pick up my duties.
5: Yeah, because that is, uh, that we were, her and I
6: were talking I mean, about you, it. Yeah, it's a lot. You guys, it's it, a lot of work. Yeah, she was like, well, so what is it? I was like, it's, you're there all the I know. Four
5: days. Which, but you guys are bigger stars, though. With me, I think they just kept me around. Oh, come on. Like to then, fix yeah, yeah, walkie-talkies, yeah. And the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. you know? Somebody's got to okay. do, right. do all right. the stuff, yes.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but Our, she's so fun to be, you know, she's so fun to be around. It just makes, you know, we're back there rehearsing the song, you know, having fun. Then she walks the room, just like the sun comes in with her. So it's just fun to be around her. And that makes, at this point <laughs> in my career, it's just like, I just want to do things that are fun. And that's kind of like the main, like, that's how you sell it. Is it going to be a good time or not? Oh, it'll be, it King. okay, it'll be fun.
5: Are you guys playing the fest as well together? I'm assuming yeah. you have two songs at this point. They're one, number one hit and one that's about to be massive. So I'm assuming you'll play them.
6: I think we'll do this, right? I would assume. I don't know if it's... Yeah. I mean, we. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We got. It's going to be a fun show. They've done it a little different this year. It's like, we get a 45-minute set. Usually it's like, you know, two or three songs, and you're... This is like, we have a longer set, so we're... L's no, just you. Out. I,
7: I get two songs. You get two. <laughs>
6: Maybe it's just me, but uh, we're bringing you out, we got, and we're bringing another guest out that I know the Hot Country Nights are going to be excited about, so... Mm-hmm.
5: Was talking to Elle, and she said that "Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home" that she so good. had actually written years prior.
6: Did yeah, you know this? I didn't know this. But that song is—it's so the the song is so good. The vocals are so good. It's it's a killer song. The more I hear it, the more I, I mean I always have loved it. Every time it comes on the radio now, I'm just like I just dig into something else that I love about that song. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't know you written it a long time ago. Is that on the BobbyCast?
5: It is. See? But I, but the interesting thing that was, and I want to ask you the same question, Dark. But Elle, you wrote that. How many years ago? Uh, I was about twenty four, so eight years ago. So if you write that eight years ago and mm. you, she sat on it but what? she had the she that she rewrote it, right? With like, I
7: hated I hated the verses. Yeah, the verses were crap.
5: Did you ever do that, Dirk, for no. you have a song? No. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, no,
6: usually on. the song's written and then it's just like oh, it's such a great song and then time goes on. I've just trying to think my I don't even know where my my catalogue. I wanna go back and I mean I've written a lot of songs, a lot of people that just for some reason the song just doesn't make it to the to the, the album, which is crazy because it's just kind of like almost a timing thing you write a you have a you know this record I'm working on right now I'm on my third version of it, so there's a lot of songs that just didn't make it for some reason to the next phase and they're just great songs and uh, you know they just kind of disappear
5: did you have a song Dirks that lasted a long time and made it? and you're like, I can't believe the thing lasted that long and then was a big hit, like years and
6: years. One again, that written a long time ago? It, or yeah, sure, because yeah. that's
5: her situation with Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, and she wrote it, but you knew, right, L, that the hook was so strong that eventually it would be something for somebody, right?
7: Oh, hell yeah. And so yeah. You, you
5: even tried to, you thought about selling the song to like a DJ.
7: Yeah, I mean, my manager right there, I've been we have been messaging for like a, like a year before that, like, we have to give this to a DJ or somebody. I can't, I can't just let this chorus... Like die and and so I was like, let's just rewrite it, but it taught me a lot because now we have other songs, and yeah it now you can really kind of shift and open your mind about you know songwriting process, and like I love this one thing about this song, but this is where it doesn't hit, so it's okay to you know throw the baby out yeah. and kind of restart it, yeah. You can always fall back on what was there. It's hard,
6: though, man. It's hard to. I mean, you guys, Charlie, about this, too. It's hard to take a song that's like half that you write and he's like, ah, I don't like it. I'm going to go back and repurpose the song. I think once it's written, it's kind of just like, for me, it seems like it's locked in. It's just kind of like, on to the next one. Damn it. But did you have a song that
5: lasted the test of time, meaning it sat around, maybe you forgot about it for a long time, and then it came back and you're like, oh, man, that was a good song. Let's record it. And then it was a hit.
6: No. Okay. All right, cool. But anyway, I've had songs, I've songs I've had songs of albums that I wish had been singles, and I've tried to like, to put them back on, a, you know, because a, it's a great song. like oh, I can't believe it was in a single. Let's recut it and put it out on this next record. And it just feels like there's some. Just the everyone's just kind of like, eh, no, this song had its moment, and just write something new. I don't know. It's hard to do that.
5: Well, not for El. I know. That's it, why right. we, we do it. That's, that's why we're here supporting time. her. That's yeah. why
6: we're <laughs> on the wings, <laughs> and she's in the center.
5: Uh, Elle King is here. She's got a brand new song. um sh- You're all over. I mean, you're, are you playing more Stapleton shows too? I was looking yeah. at your. I mean, you're on the road. A lot? Yeah. Do you feel like you're living on the road? Yeah. Is it more like a rock tour since you're on the road so much than a typical country tour where you're out for Thursday, Friday, Saturday?
7: Uh. Well, I mean, now that festival season is going to be coming up, uh, our the days will get filled. But, I mean... I'm I'm here in Nashville hustling and I I never really get days off. I like country tours. When it's slower I like to have a couple of days off. I had Sunday and Monday off and that was real nice. I was in a pool. But like I I just I like to work. Uh you know, what is it? Idle Hands or the Devil's Playground. I, I don't do well with too much time off. So um it does feel like a rock thing, I guess. I don't know.
5: El King, listen to this. The first female artist in history to have scored four radio number one singles on different formats for country, wow. for alternative, adult, alternative, and adult pop songs. So that's awesome. It just shows how versatile your message is, more than any certain instrument or sound. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it shows how versatile the message is and that all people, regardless of what – yeah, I'm not a big genre guy myself, but it just shows that you're connected in a lot of ways. That's really cool. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Um, so I think that's it. Dirks, L, Charlie – the band, great job as always. I feel like in different forms, I see everybody here about I don't know twice a week. <laughs> so somebody from some this group's yeah. coming in in some way.
6: Yeah, it was a killer band. You guys sounded great today. All
5: right, go look for L on the road. Also, Dirk Bentley. Uh, he'll be in next week with who? Who do you think will come in? Next week?
6: <laughs> well, uh, who are we supporting Charlie next week? Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe should TJs. Yeah, no, yeah, hey, yeah TG, did nice we did John. Yeah, give both the, the brothers. brothers a chance. Yeah,
5: yeah I'll end with this because something L and I were talking about was asking people to do. Uh, collabs or like to feature on a song and you know we had uh, we had opened for garth brooks and we did this song called uh opening act and so i had to reach out to people and be like hey we're looking for somebody to hop on this verse and it's a very awkward thing for me and i do comedy music and i was like i'm always like hey do you want to get on the song I'm, if you don't want to you don't have to i know it's stupid who wants to do when you reach out to somebody dirks are you always like Hey man, this is a great song. You should be on it. No, or are you
6: on the same? I'm like, like you. I'm like man, because it's a big response. It's a big obligation. You're asking somebody to kind of you know be in with you for the next year. If as far as like you know, if we can make it to an award show or make the video shoot, or you're gonna go, There's a lot of responsibilities that come with being on a song. It's not like you just go in there, cut it. Like all right, see ya. It's like hey, I'm gonna need you uh, next month, these days. It's gonna need you for the video shoot and all this stuff. So it's kind of a, you're kind of. I think it's a favor to be even if it's a big hit song. You're kind of saying hey, you know, would you? Be, it, it, I really appreciate if you take a look at being on this. So I come the other angle, you know.
5: But is it then? Do you get nervous? Gonna, has anyone ever said no to you?
6: Yeah, and I've said no to other other people too. You know, I've had some people pitch you songs and I'm like I like don't know, friends is, like friends, like good friends. Yeah, I'd be like I don't even know if this is a good song for your career. I mean, I'm just as an outside, of, at, at, you know. As a friend of yours, an outside looker. I'm like, I don't know if you should be putting this song out. Oh, know? so you just tell them you don't want to do it and they shouldn't do it. I like that. He goes <laughs> yeah, in the ask you? He tells them well, I'm like, I just don't know if this is
5: song is going to good for your career. Why He's like, I don't know you if you should be a singer. I'll be honest with you. Regardless of the song. Like.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had to go both ways for sure, so.
1: Well, Bobby, wasn't it Breland on the BobbyCast that said when Dirks uh, reached out to him about beers on me, like you texted him and yeah. you said, "Hey, this is Dirks Bentley, you know the country artist, <laughs> or the country singer," <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like you were defining who you were. and Breland said that he was like, "Dude, you don't have to explain who I always introduce you myself.
6: <laughs> I, I, even like I remember uh, Taylor Swift. I've, her, you know, I've known her, sung with her on stage, and done some stuff with her. Every time I see her, I'm like, "Hey, Taylor, Dirks Bentley, you're a nice." nice... She's like, I know who you are. I'm like, well, I'm just making sure. You know, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, Talking yeah, I've had I've been I've cut a song with someone before and had to call Mary Hillier and be like, "You got to get me off this song." Oh, so <laughs> you've cut it? Yeah. I'm like, that's not a good song. You gotta. Oh no! Go, help me. <laughs> Man, that's that's dicey. That's
5: a dicey situation. Yeah. i we've got a couple of people want that were going to be in this little song, and one of them was like, "Yeah, immediately." The other one I sent a message to, and I didn't hear, I still haven't heard back, and it's been like a day. It's because you send voice notes. But what what do you mean? It's because of that. Well, you got to. No, I don't want them to keep it, though. They can keep you it. You can keep it. No, but they don't. I told Elle.
6: It, people remember that usually Do you after. think at one point all our text messages are going to be totally public? I do. I think uh, at one point you'd be like I
7: think they already are uh, how much crap read has years. Bobby
6: Bones talked about me and you know they're like everything you've ever said you up. just and search bl- it boom yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you guys yeah. search Bobby Bones my name oh my god Dirk he's mouth breathing into the microphone you going to be alive, <laughs> <It's been really> <laughs> alive.
5: <laughs> okay listen uh, great job El- Dirk sound wonderful great new song mm-hmm. uh, you guys appreciate you and we will see you if not on TV sooner than that okay guys Dirk's and elder an co-hosting, co-hosting the CMA Fest on ABC and we will see you guys soon It's
2: the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
9: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
11: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. The draft was back this
3: week, everyone's favorite segment. I mean, I know there's a lot of favorite segments, but this one definitely tops the list for a lot of people. So we brought the draft back this week, and we drafted the best snacks of our childhood. And I'm just going to tell y'all, I mean, I drafted some that the show was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I was born like a little bit later than y'all, so it's a little bit different for me, but... It was fun to hear everyone's, you know, favorite snacks from their childhood and have a little bit of nostalgia with this segment, okay? Also made me very hungry, so beware.
5: Number five. Best snacks from our childhood. So five of us are here. We'll make our team. And if you finish last in the voting, you will have to post a picture of you sucking your thumb on your Instagram with no context. <laughs> That's, That's the punishment. Oh, it's wow. A, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for at least... <laughs> Uh, 24 hours. And then you can delete it? Then you can delete it. Okay. So that'll be the punishment if you finish last. Now, Ray, we rolled the dice. You get to go first. What will you draft as your first best snack from childhood? I still eat them to this day. They're so good. Lunchables. Dang, that was going to be mine. That's a great one.
8: He still eats Lunchables? You do still eat Lunchables? Yep.
5: At all the grocery stores in the area, they got them. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna go with, as the second overall pick, snacks from childhood. I'm gonna go with Hot Pockets. Dang it! That's good.
1: Real good. Mm -hmm.
5: Lunchbox.
12: Yeah, it's easy. Stick them in the toaster, and they pop up, and you go, there's my Pop Tart. Pop Tart's solid. Pop Tart. It's good, good.
5: Eddie?
4: I'm gonna go, Bones, with easy cheese and crackers.
5: Easy
10: cheese.
4: Easy cheese. Easy
10: cheese.
4: Let's go. That is. The cans. The <laughs> yeah. little smiley faces.
5: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yummy. And our final pick of the first round, Morgan, what is your favorite snack from childhood?
3: I would put these in my lunch every single day, and it's gushers.
5: Gushers are solid. Hey, man, I'm running out. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm like, oh, the they're, they're all going. Bye bye. Okay, that's the first round. We get three rounds. Now, when we load them up on the internet, we're not going to put our names on what the teams are. Okay. People are going to see the teams and vote for them. <laughs> that's a good idea. All right, Morgan, you got the first round, first pick of the second mm. round Since so you went last in the first round. Go ahead.
3: I have so many more. Oh, oh my more gosh. Goodness. Okay. Um, ee, I think I'm going to go with Dunkaroos.
5: Dunkaroos is
4: solid. I'm running out. Eddie. My pick for the second round, Bones, will be Fruit Roll-Ups. That's a
5: good one. Dang, that's a good one. Crap. All right, Lunchbox, over to you. Your best snack from childhood, your second round pick.
12: Oh, yeah, guys. You want one? No, you want two. You know why? Because they're called Twinkies.
5: Woo! Yeah, Twinkies, good are, Twinkies are solid. Best snacks from childhood. I like... I have the last pick of the round.
1: What do you have so far?
5: Only one I have. No, raise after me. I have Hot Pockets. Okay. I'm thinking about... Because if it's still able to be snacked on now, that's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Pringles. Mm-hmm.
4: Once you pop, you can't stop?
5: I'm going to go with you can't just eat one or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Pringles. Ray? Still can be eaten today, but
8: anytime you had any food and Mom had to make you something real quick, you went with the Bagel Bites. Bagel Bites is good. to
5: have it, too. That's a good one. All right. That's two rounds. One more round to go. Now let's look at Ray's team here. You got Lunchables and Bagel Bites. Ray, what's your final pick? The
8: Kool-Aid that came in the little bottles that all the rich kids had. <laughs> I never really
5: drank them. Squeeze It. Oh, they did have a name.
8: Squeeze yeah. It. They were called yes. Squeeze It's?
5: Yep. Okay, Ray's led me to something then. I don't think I had Uh-oh. it here. S- what are those little sun-kiss packs? What are those? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: you yeah.
4: pop the straw in Hi the- I see. I, I see. see, yeah. Oh, oh no, that's oh, not. no, there's another one. There's oh. another one.
1: uh, Capri Capri Sun.
5: That's it, Capri Sun. I'm going with Capri Capri Sun, which I didn't have on my list, but it is solid, so I'm going with Capri Sun. Go ahead. Lunchbox.
12: Oh, man. You know, it's easy, guys. When you look at snacks and you're hungry, you go to the little... I'm trying to. I'm just trying to stall because I don't have one. right <laughs> now. Okay. Uh, you go to the. What is it called? A pantry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you look in there and you're like, man, what looks good? Oh yeah, you see those little guys looking at you like, hey, the candy animal.
0: cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs>
12: those those are, are terrible. Those are awesome. Those were so cool. But you get the animal crackers. It's good. They are addicting. They are delicious. They're plain simple and home run.
5: And more of a cookie than a cracker. Just,
4: yeah,
12: I, I agree. Yeah, They're definitely sweet. a cookie.
5: Eddie, your last one.
4: Alright, Bones. This is the master of them all. The best pick ever. Peanut butter and jelly. Crustables. What Remember those bad boys? I don't like peanut butter,
5: so I don't know. Uh, Morgan, final pick. <laughs>
3: I don't know how you guys are saying you don't have any. I had so many more. Well,
5: because you're younger, you I just had your childhood. I have a
3: bunch. I And I'm uh, since I'm the last one, I can say these. But cheese balls, Go-Gurts, Cosmic Brownies, Flavor Ice.
5: Cosmic Brownies are more of an adult thing, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
10: oh.
3: What? What? Yeah, I'm no. surprised there's not more Little Debbie mentions yeah. in here. You got but, the
12: Twinkies. I got Twinkies. I don't know. S- go ahead.
3: You know what? I'm going to go with this one because when you get it out of the freezer on a hot summer day, it was the best day ever. A Flavor Ice. What? Of oh, the come, ice pops. Yep. They come straight. They're skinny little things. They come in blue, red, green, purple, all the colors you want. I just
9: I didn't know the
12: those. name of it. I just I didn't know Popsicle.
5: The name. All right, here we have. These are the teams that will not be listed by name. Team one would be Ray's team, but team one, Lunchables, Bagel Bites, and Squeeze Its. Solid. Mine, Hot Pockets, Pringles, and Capri Suns. It's good. I mean, that's a lunch from.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I could still eat that
5: today. That's church camp, baby. <laughs> they hook you up with that right there. Lunchbox, Pop Tarts, Twinkies, and Animal Crackers. Not my best team. A lot of sugar. Yeah, not my best like, team. Like, that's my favorite that I would eat. Yours, I'm, <laughs> Diabetes
12: the waiting to happen? Oh, man.
5: Eddie's Easy Cheese, Fruit Roll-Ups, and Crustables. Yeah. I'm about to Google Crustables. Oh, they're yeah. so good. Morgan Thank has you. Gushers, that- Dunkaroos, and Flavor Ice.
3: So solid of a team right well, there. You can't yell that about your own.
5: Sure you
12: can. Eddie, I've never seen these things in my life. Really? Crustables. So All right, good. go
5: vote at bobbybones.com. We'll pick a loser. Everybody wins except one person. Uh-oh. And the loser will have to suck their own thumb on their own Instagram. And then does
1: the loser also have to sit out?
5: Yeah. That's Why, what is that, That's what you do? what
0: she's doing. <laughs> <yeah>. I just
5: had <laughs> <tried> to sit <laughs> out last time. All right. Thank you, guys. It's the best
0: bits of the week with Morgan Number 2.
3: The charity softball game to kick off CMA Festival happened this week. Raymundo, Lunchbox, and myself all played in it, and it was such a good time. But per usual, there was some drama that came with it because why not? You know, we got to just spice things up a bit sometimes, and it really was an awesome time. If you missed it, you can check out some photos online. There's just so many cool things, and I'm just going to say I got a few hits, and I'm pretty proud of myself, though I probably could have played better, let's be honest.
5: Number four. Big celebrity softball game last night for charity. Morgan, you went out and you played. How'd you play?
3: Yeah, I played really good. I got, I hit four times. Two of them were pop flies. They were in the outfield, which is pretty cool. And then the other two I got on base and I scored.
5: Did you guys win? How did it work?
3: We did not win. <laughs> Who
5: was the best ball player last night in the celebrities?
3: I mean, Hardy got MVP and he definitely deserved it. I think he had like four home runs, like infield what? home runs.
5: Oh, he's a ball player, like home really? ball. Player. Oh,
12: dude, he mashed the ball. Really? Okay. Mashed mm-hmm. it. Was hitting it over the outfielders' heads. You, you they would back up, he'd still hit it over their head. It was I was like,
8: "Wow." Did you get to play?
12: I mean, cuz I made sure you got to play some I mean, really? They didn't have me on anything. I was the. Oh only. my god! Here's the thing: before the game, they announced everybody. I was the only person that didn't get announced. I was just sitting there, and Jimmy Allen's like, "Lunch, why aren't you being announced? Come up here!" And so I just kind of walked out. Why didn't they announce you? No idea. So then Morgan had to erase a name on the board and write my name in the lineup. That's just embarrassing. Golly, Did you play at all? So I hit. I I went. I bat. I hit three times. That was it. How'd you do? I uh, two for three. Look, you showed them. Pretty good, man. Did you guys win? No, we got crushed. <laughs> oh, you're Hardy, right. Hardy, we got- Hardy and Ernest yeah. and Chris Lane. I mean. Well, they put all the college baseball players on one Tim team. Tim
5: Penny, all of them. I mean, just mash. Anybody almost get into a fight? Because when I play, there's always somebody going at it.
3: Well, there was a fake fight between Jimmy Allen and Ernest. But I'm telling you, Ernest was not pulling his punches. It felt real. Like it looked like it was supposed to be fake, but I was like, I think he kind of means that. I
5: don't want to fight Jimmy Allen for he's, you <laughs> No, Jimmy, yeah, he's ripped, man. Jimmy, pop your head off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry you didn't get to play lunch. That's okay. I'm yeah. sorry you didn't get. Why do you think they kept you out of the announcement? I I have no idea. Like I, I'm offended for you.
1: Okay, yeah, I was just confused. Ray, I love you. Okay, this is nothing against Ray. Did Ray get announced? Oh, yeah,
12: Ray got announced.
1: On the line, on the actual, because a lot of people were posting the lineup on social media. Like a lot of people, like I was seeing it everywhere. And Ray Mundo is front and center with all the artists on the lineup. And to me, Lunchbox is more has more of a presence than Ray in a way so you would think if Ray made the lineup Lunchbox would yeah, on that graphic like Lunchbox isn't even on the graphic what
5: do you mean to do guys
1: <laughs> love you Ray
5: Give, tell me what you want me to do, <laughs>
12: do no, you know, me, I mean Ray? the game's over like it's over there's nothing you can do like it and, and then so then they want so what my my role was to interview players in between innings and how exciting is it to go to them at, hey man you having fun
1: but I saw you on uh, the Jumbotron.
12: Yeah, that's pretty good. Right, but they, they're like, you're supposed to hype the crowd. I'm like, guys, if we do this every half inning, it's not exciting. Hmm. And so I was like, why don't we go out in the field and
5: interview them while they're playing? That's fine. But we didn't do that. Oh, oh. Well, I'm sorry that happened. That's disappointing.
12: It's all right. It's fine. It's all about raising money for Folds of Honor, and the fans were
5: great. Yeah. and it, it, was just, it was very hey, awkward. going be all about it and still not suck for you. That sucks. Well, let me just see who I'll talk to. After the show. I, I
12: will say thank you to Morgan for writing me on the lineup because I was like, no, Morgan, like, whatever. They don't want me to play. I won't play. But she wrote me on. And Do you think it was somebody holding it against you? I, I don't know because then Morgan had to, we had to go to the people specifically to make sure they knew that I was going to hit because the person up in the booth was not going to have me hitting. So they were going to announce someone else. And if I went to the plate, it was going to be like, oh, what is this guy Morgan, doing?
5: Morgan, why do you think they did that to Lunchbox?
3: I don't know. I think they just really wanted him to do the interviews, but it just didn't make sense to me because he easily could have played and done the interviews. Like, he very well did both the whole time, and that should have happened in the first place.
5: Ray, how'd you play, buddy?
8: Uh, Two for three. My my hits were very cheap. I I wish I crushed it better, but... You had those artists, they had all day. They were taking batting practice at four, so they were all warmed up and good to go once again. Us that had nine to five jobs, sorry, we showed up 30 minutes. You don't have
5: a nine to five job. Yeah, you get out at
8: 11. I showed
3: up early for batting practice.
5: (laughs) Morgan (laughs) was there an hour early to hit. Good for you guys. I'm glad you raised money. There are a lot of people there. Yes, Morgan. I
3: will say, like, there was two things. One, Ray Mundo kept coming over to our dugout because he kept saying he didn't have any friends on his team. (laughs) So he was like the white hanging out with all the green team. I'm like, what are you doing over here, Ray? Go make friends. Who was on your team
8: that you didn't like? Well, they just didn't talk to me. They're all boys. Ernest, Hardy, Chris Lane, Tenpenny. They're like the boys' group. They wouldn't talk to you? No, not really. And I'm married, <laughs> so I couldn't talk to the girls. Why
1: did... <laughs> Wait, talk to the girls. also, why did you get in trouble for having your phone in the outfield?
8: That was Kane Brown. He's like, some guy over there got oh. his phone out and he's playing on it the whole game. I was trying to go live with Instagram while I was fielding.
12: Yeah, I was about to interview Kane Brown in between innings. And I was like, dude, you have fun yet? He goes, yeah, I just want them to hit me the ball. I was like, well, why don't you play shorter third? I said, you're out in the outfield. He goes, I'd play left field. But there's some idiot out there just on his phone the whole time. <laughs> that's a ray. And he didn't realize it was
5: ray he had no idea. <laughs> all right. Well, we can't do anything without out there being a little drama. Yes, yeah, Morgan Wong. And more there, thing? there
3: is one more thing. Lunchbox did get a better end of the deal at the n- end of the night because he did take something that was not his of all the freebies that we got. Oh, you
5: stole something? Of course. Okay. This oh, is why he right. it. This oh, is no. why. Okay. <laughs> we're always like, oh. why don't they let him
12: play? <laughs> we <laughs> have short term
3: memory. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. What did you
5: take? I didn't take anything.
3: We got freebies, and so the girls got, like, teal backpacks and a bunch of stuff, and then the guys got, like, a black cooler and a bunch of other things. Well, Lunchbox made sure to get himself a black cooler and a teal backpack. Oh, you got one Girl and
12: Guy? Yeah, I got one for my wife. You know, I figured I could give her a thank you for staying at home and watching the kids, and, you know, it was just sitting there. No one took it, so why not
5: take it? Uh, Well, thank you for the updates, guys. Ray, I'm sorry that Hardy, (laughs) Ernest... Tim Penny, Chris, Chris Lane. Lane Chris Lane were not nice to you and they made you feel like a loser and you had to sit at the other cafeteria table <laughs> while the cool kids sit over there and exactly. they square pizza. That stinks. And if any of them want to call and apologize, will you accept it?
6: Yeah.
8: Okay. Yeah, and Kane Brown took a picture with me and even responded to my Instagram, so I think we're good now. Hey, I was like, dude, you badmouthed me about playing on my phone. He goes, actually it wasn't just me, it was Tim Penny and Chris Lane. Well, too. they already hate
5: you anyway, that makes <laughs> sense. Are we are we boycotting all four of them? You let me know. No, me- I mean we won. Oh.
2: I'm not doing that. No.
5: Steve's Hey, we we boycott everybody, every artist, right? That's ever mean to you. You let me know. I uh, I'll boycott them all who in your that, honor. it
2: Who
1: is it that we had to boycott goes, for a
5: little no. bit? Because, Jansen. Um, no, Jansen. No, 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 Michael Ray.
1: It, yeah, because the oh, bus. Because he, he Ray, left
5: Ray when let him on his tour bus. Yeah. Tour bus
8: party was promised never happened. Was yeah.
1: Michael Ray there last night? Yeah, time? he was yeah. on my team. Yeah.
8: Oh. Did you talk to him, Ray? Well, he was on the opposite team, but yeah, he wasn't really social to. Other people, I Do guess you think he was just you're chilling in the, the reason? I
5: mean, that's like everybody's not social. Do you think it's just you that's not social?
8: Mm. No, I am. I was trying to give people daps and stuff like that, just like get some small talk going. But it was tough. Some of these people are a little standoffish.
5: Well, like, I th- no, I think
12: they. A lot of them took it very serious. And with Ray being out on his phone and filming everything, they were
5: like, "Who is this idiot?" Like. We're can, trying to win the game. They can pin for a scholarship or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: why so serious?
5: Yeah. I mean, I'll play serious. Okay, well, thank you guys. Obviously, we can't do anything without there being a little drama, and that's how we do it on this show.
0: It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan Number 2.
3: For the first time ever, we had the iconic, the legendary, the most incredible Adam Sandler on our show this week. And it was so awesome because he came on to talk about his new movie, Hustle. But he also talked about all those viral videos of himself playing basketball and what he actually thinks of them. And I'm just going to say, listening to him talk and laugh is just as cool as getting to see him laugh and talk in movies he's just this genuine really good dude and you can tell that through the interview so definitely make sure to listen to this all the way through
5: number three Adam what's happening man? it's Bobby hi Bobby how are you buddy as a you know sports guy and a comedy guy like the movie being about basketball and your love of basketball was the movie an outlet for you to play more basketball selfishly like it was like <laughs> this would be a good movie to do cuz you could play more.
13: Bobby, I had the worst thing happen to an old man. I played a lot when we were there. The first part of the movie we shot played hoop every day, had a great time. Then the second half of the movie cuz we had to separate two halves cuz of the the pandemic. We had to not do contact uh basketball for a while. And then when we when it was safe enough, all the guys started showing up playing hoop. I played for a maybe a few weeks with the guys. It was incredible. And then my stupid groin popped <laughs> somewhere. And then I was like limping around. Everybody would be like, why are you walking like that? I, it was humiliating. So I got nothing. Those viral videos of you playing pickup ball, and it's always
5: highlights. Yeah. I've never seen a viral video of you sucking. It's always like Sandler dominates. like uh, you know, uh, yeah. dro- dropping dimes. Are you that good I- all the time? Or are they just selective on what they put up?
13: No, I'm that good all the time. No, you know, I suck many times <laughs> out there. There are, are times though, Bobby where I'll go, why would they show that? And not this because I had a killer pass that day. And then I'll, I'll sometimes when I'm out there playing and I notice the cameras come up and the kids are shooting me and stuff. I'm like, I make a nice pass. I look up, I'm like, Nobody caught that? That was a good (laughs) moment, man. We would have loved that one.
5: At the start of the movie, you know, your character becomes an assistant coach for the 76ers. And I wonder with your knowledge and fandom of basketball, do you think that you could actually be a low-level assistant coach in the college or NBA level with what you have now?
13: I I couldn't execute plays or execute I couldn't memorize all the stuff. I i don't even know every rule. I, I get confused with what's a charge and not a charge sometimes. I, I don't know enough.
5: The movie's about your character chasing his dream and your character says that uh, people in their 50s don't have dreams, but I just asking you as a person, do you still have dreams at this point with all that you've done?
13: I'm very thankful that I get to do all this stuff. I, I, I'm probably still driven like I, I used to be as a kid. I, 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 when I commit to something, I try to go full tilt and be as good as I can, but I don't think I dream about it as much as I dream about my, my kids having a good life now, you know, they're 13 and 16. So I think about that a lot now. I'm like, oh man, I just please hope they have happiness and, and, and they get to dive into whatever they're dying to do that, that they get to do it.
5: Do you, speaking of basketball, do you play uh, 2k at all?
13: No, no, no. I, 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 my buddies do, but I don't. I don't do. I really don't do much besides regular hoop. And how much do you get to play? Uh, uninjured? Do you try to play every day? Or,
5: or how do you stay active I, other than basketball?
13: Before the groin, sometimes seven days a week, but most of the time maybe five. Uh, it, it's like my guaranteed sweat or, or my guarantee when i eat crappy food i go oh my god i better go play hoop you know to get rid of that
5: uh hustle such a good movie again especially for me it was a big fan of you a big fan of sports movies and nice. when you did uncut gems you know i felt like you were snubbed uh, a nomination uh, <laughs> do you feel like when you nail a serious movie that you want to do it and you don't get the nomination which i thought i thought you were going to get it honestly it's like So I just thought it was going to be there. And when it was and I was disappointed for you because we're best friends and stuff. But do you feel like when you almost (laughs) nail it that you should go back and do another one because you've gotten so close to it? And it's like you're there. They just need you to do one more real serious movie, you know, in a row. I
13: I don't know, man. I don't even know what I think anymore. Like when I did that Gems movie, I just that Oscar stuff kind of comes out up and uh, they, they start talking about it and blah, blah, blah. Oh, maybe this and that. then I started going, well, if if I got to, uh, if I got to go and talk about this and run around and and meet people who vote and all that stuff, I was like, let me just, let me just say, I want this thing real bad. I got to tell you, it wasn't on my mind in real life. When I came out to Hollywood as a kid, I just wanted to be Eddie Murphy, man. I didn't think about an Oscar, but when I do stuff like this, I do, I do my best i, I work at my ass off and i do want it to be i don't want to let people down i don't want to let people the directors down The uh, people who put the money into it all I, I try to do as good as i can and then also you know my my kids get psyched uh if i'm good good in a movie it's fun to come home and talk about hard work and scenes that i did that were interesting i don't i, I don't know man the, the oscar thing that probably makes people nuts i just just uh just going to try to do good. You mentioned Eddie Murphy,
5: and I've heard people say that the first time they met you that they were so intimidated by uh, how funny you are, how funny they've seen you be maybe in uh, movies, television, et cetera, or even on stage, which, by the way, your last special was so freaking good. Uh, who oh, who was it for you that you saw once you started to make it New York Relay L.A. that was so funny you made you, you almost were intimidated because you're like, I'm not that.
13: Wow. I mean, there's a bunch of those in my early days where I would go, oh, my God, how did he do that? How would she do that? Uh, Kevin Meaney, the, there was a comedian, Kevin Meany, when he went on stage, he would destroy so hard that it was just humiliating. You didn't know how to go after him. You know, Rodney Dangerfield, when I was young, that that, that was my guy that made me get into this and, and and Eddie. and But there's been a lot of comedians over the years that I see that I just go, well, I don't want to go on after that. That's too good. <laughs> when you finish a movie like Hustle,
5: do you hate being done with it? Is it such a, a joy, or are you like that was awesome? I'm ready to finish it so we can get it out there. Which one is it?
13: You know, you don't. You don't. It's a weird thing when you have it. And it's still your secret. There's some sort of confidence you got like, yeah, man, that, that, that that's going to come out in a month or two months or in six months. You kind of have it in your pocket. It feels great. And then the closer you get to it coming out, you go, Oh no, man, it's about to go out. And then it's not mine anymore. And it's, it, then it's like, once a movie's released, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm, I'm like a little bit sick where I'm just like, all right, I better get going again. Figure something out. Get get move on to the next one. And it and it kind of goes away in your brain a bit. I like I like hearing about it on the street. If somebody talks to me about a movie from the past, I, I, I like hearing about what they like and uh, if they connected or not. But once a movie comes out, like Hustle, I'll be like, all right, man, let's see what's next. We, we got to get to work.
5: All right, last one for you. So when you work with athletes that are so tall yet still. Are able to move like deer, like a seven footer, like Dirk. They can still be like a, yeah. a, a, a way better athlete than I could ever be. But he's also, I mean, that it's almost like a science experiment that shouldn't work the way it does. <laughs> does it ever just get normal to you, and you just like, yeah, that's just how it is. They're just seven
13: foot and awesome. Uh, I mean, dude, I, I'm not. Juancho is insane. All the guys. All the guys that were in the movie when they would just move, it's a whole other level of movement, you know that. But I'll tell you what, Boban, just shooting around, Boban, he's seven, what is he? I don't know, seven something. Like seven four or something like that? Something like that, right? His hands are so gigantic, his body's built, he's massive. But he's like move smooth when he takes a shot. So, it's got like the softest touch. It's it's just it's a whole other thing. Like like you said, I don't know how
5: they do it. All right, I hope everybody watches hustle. It's so good. Uh, watch it on Netflix. Also going to be in select theaters. Look for it. Adam, just a big fan. Just appreciate you, and thanks for the time, and I would wish you success, but you don't need it. So you can wish me success. Would you wish me success at the end of this? I've never done this before, so let me have it.
13: Bobby, you got a lot of success coming. You're very cool. You're very nice to me. Thank you for that, and uh, you're, you're smooth as hell, man, and you got a lot of good stuff coming. There we have it. We heard it right there. Adam, thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, All right. G- later, guys. It's the best
0: bits of the week with Morgan number two.
14: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's dot com slash iHeart.
11: Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy, dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
3: You know, it's never fun when your own segment comes in high on the list, especially when it's not a um, exciting one. And this week I had to share some unfortunate news about my relationship, which was Pretty hard for me, so I'm just going to leave that there, you know, because if I say anymore, who knows? We may start crying again, and I know you guys don't want to see or hear that, so here you go.
0: Number two.
5: Well, we have some unfortunate news to address. Morgan, I'm going to come over to you, and I'll just let you say what you want to say. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know she was going to get emotional.
10: Oh, no.
3: I'm trying really hard not to, but uh, my boyfriend and I are no longer together.
5: Oh, man. Dang, I didn't know you were getting emotional. Sorry about that. I know you said we could mention it today, you'd get it over with.
3: Yeah, I'm ready to move forward.
5: Well, so obviously we're not going to uh, extract everything from it. I guess the only question is, it seemed like pretty recently you guys were talking about moving in together. That's a... Yeah. (laughs) Quick quick week and a half or so.
3: Yep. I mean, I guess I was hopeful that things were going to be really great and it was going to stay on that path. But, you know, you can't dictate what happens in somebody's life and how they respond to it. So um, it's not something I wanted and I'm just trying to survive right now. That's just one foot forward.
5: Amy, any advice for Morgan? I mean, I want to get
1: up and give her a hug. (laughs) I mean... I, that's I we're here for you, Morgan, and like thank you for sharing that with us. I obviously was I was like, wait, what is happening? I thought she was about well, me to say too. I gotta know. Hey, no, no.
5: <laughs> I, I was surprised too because it was like, Hey, she said my boyfriend and I broke up. So that meant it's free to talk about. And so I was like, hey, bad news.
1: Well yeah, you would never intentionally like be like, oh. Tell my,
5: me something bad
10: coming Morgan up at 52 past the hour. Heartbroken. Yes. I'm gonna make
1: her say this. But I don't know, it's so cliche. But I have been so heartbroken before Morgan, too. I mean, but at time, like you said, <laughs> one day at a time taking that next right step for you. And we're here for you in this process. I know that it's so hard and I'm so sorry, especially sharing as much as you do on the air. That's another layer of it, too, is we try to share what's going on in our lives. And I'm sure. And Morgan said she's like, well, amazing. A week and a half (laughs) ago, I was saying we might live together. And now I'm saying we're broken up like that sucks.
5: Did you let's see. Did you expect to get as emotional right now? sometimes when I'm about to talk about stuff, it'll just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good to go. And I'm like, whoa. And you start to lose it.
3: Yeah, no. And I and I sat on it for a bit to try to avoid that. But I can't help it because I'm just really sad. I'm angry. I'm, I'm feeling so many emotions. So I knew bringing it up was going to hurt. But I can't. You know, I can't keep having people reach out and ask how we're doing. Oh, that's
5: the worst. Yeah. I or
3: casually. That's what happens here. So she needs to air it here because
1: we might next up <laughs> be like, so when y'all moving in? Totally. <laughs>
5: well, every time I even at, was even asking her about "Okay, like, hey, you guys are still together, right? And then yeah. I just kind of gave up on that because I she kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, fine. Uh, so I'm glad that you told me because I for sure were just fired at oh, something yeah. at you.
1: Yeah. What can we do to help you? Um Bobby, Bobby, tell a funny story.
8: Oh,
5: here's a good one, All right? <laughs> Do we,
3: hey, you want to laugh? Uh,
8: <laughs>
5: um, okay, well, yeah. I will not poke and pride, but are mm-hmm. you? is it over-over?
3: I mean, I don't know. I never want to say it's over-over, but, you know, my m- my heart wants that again, and I would still hope for that, but I think the universe has a way of doing what needs to be done, even if you don't see it at the time. So I'm just trying to have belief in that. I don't have a lot of answers. It was just like he needed space to heal from past trauma and I couldn't fix that. So, and I can't try. I can't try to hold on to something that doesn't want to be held on to as much as I would want to.
5: Well, I'm very sorry to hear this. I think in a month you will look back and go, wow, that was crazy when we were broken up or you know what? That probably needed to happen. And now emotionally I'm out of it enough to realize it was probably the best thing for our independent situations. But yeah, it sucks. I ain't gonna lie to you, it just sucks. Yeah. It's pretty miserable. That's it. One hour to the next, one day to the next, and eventually it's one week to the next. You kind of, it starts to get a little easier. But yeah. all right, well, that's if it. If you
3: see me in my Taylor Swift space, just mind your business. <laughs>
5: you She's have there listening to all Taylor Swift's songs. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox, anything? man I'm sorry
12: him too. I think maybe going public with the uh... but she didn't really go public no 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 with the moving in together he kind of oh. got scared I think and then Wait. also can he... I say what I'm frustrated about yeah no I,
5: I don't know I, I don't know <laughs>
12: This gives her the early lead for Employee of the Month
5: for sharing this on the air. Oh, I mean, that's true. She set this
12: oh, what up. If this is good. fake. No, what if this
5: isn't real and this is Employee of the Month? Just so she repeats. gets it. Dang, yeah. Man, yeah. I'm like,
1: oh, my gosh. We get Employee of the Month for sharing super vulnerable personal stuff? I'm going divorce, bud.
5: Everybody it. starts like doing the craziest <laughs> life stuff. Okay. I, I wish.
3: I wish this was fake, y'all.
5: Morgan, we are very sorry. Uh, you know, uh, oh. tougher things have happened to weaker people, and they got through it just fine. It sucks right now. You're going to be great in the end, regardless of what happens. I promise you. And
1: we're here for you.
5: Yeah, we're here for yes. you. Can I ask From one the question. hours of 5 to 11 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> on his stuff. I'm kidding. What? Let's talk to it. I got one more
12: question. Yeah. Did he get jealous that we dance on TikTok? Is that what it was? Oh, that no, could be it. Okay. I was just
1: You don't know. have nothing to do with his <laughs> I'm
5: just making trauma. sure. I just want to I mean make if, sure because. You if see my me? girl was hanging around a guy like you, really masculine. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: Some of those dances were a little risque. They were, yeah. yeah. Just making sure.
5: All right, Morgan, we're sorry to hear that.
3: <laughs>
5: it's the best
0: bits of the week with Morgan number two.
3: I had to put this in the number one spot because it was just such a funny, interesting, and all-around, like, chaotically happy interview. We had Hank Williams Jr. on this week. He performed his song, Georgia Women, and I'm just going to tell y'all, this is the most colorful and interesting interview we've had in a minute. And that's not just because he kept trying to leave the whole time because he wanted to go out into the hallway and uh smoke a cigar that's not actually why no uh he's just an interesting and really awesome human being and has had so much life in country music so for him to come in and share some stories was really awesome so definitely check that out but i'm telling you the performance georgia women insanely awesome so also see that at bobbybones.com
0: number
5: one hank how are you pretty good yeah it's first time that you and i have met
15: yeah I, i've i've you know come close to you like sniffed you a little bit been like that's you awesome probably met me in a lot of songs over the radio though well that for sure that's for damn sure yeah like, a- <laughs> <laughs> like if you lived in the united states of america that's for damn sure
5: well I, and i'm from a small town in arkansas so that's for real now, sure that's
15: why that hog is up there that's right i got some dallas cowboy rich white Friends, boy, they would love seeing that right there. Jerry Believe Jones, me. is that one of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were hogs. Yeah. yeah, they were hogs.
5: How's that? So this this project's, you know, pretty cool. How it c- came together. Dan, by the way, good to see you. Great to see you. you. Got, good to see both of you guys. So Hank, first of all, it's your first record in what since like 2016, I think. So why did you want to put out new music now? Huh? Your first new record in a
15: while. Why so now? What? Why now? What 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 inspired it? Uh. Bored? You know, I don't care about that part. This this thing, let me just put it, and you're going to know, we don't have to waste any more time. Uh, You know, I'm all about not wasting time. I'm down here, little Hank Williams Jr. is at 4916 Franklin Road, and he's growing up with every one of these dudes, Lightning Hopkins, B.B. King, John Lee Hooker, So I'm not talking fantasies. Everything I've said on this record is real and everybody knows it. So I'm sitting there 12, 13 years old and I got my little guitar and I got my amp and I'm playing Jimmy Reed and I'm playing all these dudes and I'm trying to learn how, I'm trying to learn how to do anything on there. Well, this ain't Hank Jr. at 13 anymore. This is the other side and I'm paying tribute to all these guys icon father was taught by a black gentleman named Rufus Payne T-Tot and boy he had some real real good lessons from that guy so I'm looking at it I'm kind of gone full circle my T-Tot with John Lee, and BB, and on and on, and Jimmy Reed. So this one is all about something I've been wanting to do a long time. This ain't, forget Hank Jr. This ain't got nothing to do. Got this nothing is to do with Thunderhead Hank Hawkins. All right. That's my A.K.A. Thunder- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me Thunderhead was coming in. Well, that, they call him Thunderhead because he fell off that mountainside. <laughs> they, that ain't made up either. <laughs> So that's where we at, folks. Okay, all right. Well, listen, Thunderhead. Yep. Nobody, me. Introdu- nobody introduced
5: me to Thunderhead. Thunderhead, how's it going? <laughs> Thunderhead Hawkins. Yeah, Thunderhead. Oh, well, then let's do this. and I'll... Live and poison. Thunderhead, Dan. Dan, are you still Dan? I am. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, I just making sure. I I don't... That's
15: Mr., Mr. Producer. <laughs> okay.
5: Uh, Thunderhead and Mr. Producer, why don't you guys play the song, and let's come back and talk about it a little bit. Let's I... do it. I... <laughs> 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 yes, yeah. sir.
15: Yeah.
10: Uh-huh.
15: RL Burnside. Thunderhead Hawkins. been around they tell me them women shake them on down yes I'm going down the Georgia line I'm gonna see if them women sweet like mine sweet like mine sweet like mine Uh uh-huh all the way to Montgomery baby Take them on down Sweet like mine Sweet like mine
5: How about that? Thunderhead Hawkins. You say Hawkins. Hawkins, Thunderhead Hawkins? Hawkins. Thunderhead Hawkins. (laughs) H-A-W-K-I-N-S. Hawkins. That's right. (laughs) Yeah.
15: Hank Jr., no more. Thunderhead Hawkins. This album is not Hank Jr. No. This is Thunderhead Hawkins. This is Little Thunderhead. It was Rockin' Randall at Overton High School. Rockin' Randall and the Rockets. And I played every instrument there was. And my father people don't know, played every damn instrument there was. It's a family tradition, <laughs> and we can pick and we can rock. Who's thunder- That's why we're sitting down there in the Hall of Fame, senior, jr
5: well i'm confused because now you're back to hang jr you just said you're only thunderhead hawkins today well on this
15: record got on it this record, <laughs> got it okay yeah. now, those 85 million other ones is that bo guy? okay
5: gotta got help you gotta help got, me here got that? i'm confused got lots and all lots right, of names let's go let's do
15: something all right what do you want to do i do want something? to get out of here
5: wait already we just
15: <laughs> i want to smoke my cigar and get the hell out of here i don't like this you... <laughs> <laughs> now you know you understand <laughs> <laughs> can we leave now <laughs> you you just walking? I'm ready to go. All right, goodbye. i got half. I got a $26 cigar out there, so I've got about, in the words of my uncle, about $10.50 left on it. All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> then I'm going to ask you three quick questions.
5: Yes. After the third one, you can walk out. Yeah. Good to go? <laughs> yeah. And then, Dan, I'm going to ask you a couple questions after he walks out, okay? Yeah. All, all right. right.
15: Mr. Producer. Who but am I asking this to? Actually, Is, it's, uh, we both kind of produced a little bit. Absolutely. But he produced all of this. because so this band... This is, <laughs> there ain't no rookies sitting up here. Are
5: you this uh, Are you this much of a leader in the studio? Huh? Do you just tell people what to do in the studio uh, like this?
15: Ask them, they'll tell you. <laughs> they, Dan, how's you Dan, how's he in the studio? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was... When like, did you write that one? On the way over here? <laughs>
16: <laughs> you know, it was all for the love of the music, so, I mean, it was just all gravy, really, the whole time.
5: When you're producing a country legend, like Hank Jr., who then turns into Thunderhead... Do you produce him? Di- are, you out? are you out? You out?
15: Yeah, bye. Wait. Oh, he's done. Are you really are leaving? You are you through?
5: <laughs> oh, we didn't get through my three questions. All
15: right. Oh, I didn't hear. I can't hear too many amplifiers. All
5: right, all right. Marshall ask, Tucker was really loud. <laughs> I'll ask three quick. I'll okay, be I'll buddy. be as generic as possible. Are you ready? I Did fell re- off a mountain. My the, back's hurts. No, I wasn't going to ask
15: that one. I know. But if you want to go there, you fell off a mountain. Everybody thought I you were dead. Yeah, de- everybody yeah, thought you were yeah, dead. Five hundred and thirty feet was a long way, and seventeen operations. Yeah, I have a little bit of back pain now and then. What do you remember about that fall? <laughs> All of it. You do? You didn't black out? Every, no, that's where they, that's why I live. They said. Because you? I remember every bit of it. Yeah. When you landed at the bottom, you think you're going to live? Nope.
5: How, how did? When did you know you were going to live? When you're like, I'm going to beat
15: this. They strapped me to the outside of a helicopter That ride was pretty rough cold Then you get down there And they uh, Cut everything off. I said don't cut my cross off. They cut everything off. I had a gun and a shoulder holster When I fell they cut the holster off Cut all of that off operated all night woke up i don't know day and a half later something like that when could you sing again huh when could you sing again oh it was a long time after that all right it was starting all over
5: second question you ready for it okay you tell me i I like you gave me the first one what's the second one i don't know all right (laughs) uh What what is it? You told me the first one. I thought you would tell me the second one too. Okay, ready? Oh, yeah. When people
15: see you on the streets, what song do they associate you with the most? I don't know. Are you, you ready know, for some football? Uh, Monday Night Football. Thirty-one years. That put a stamp on them on America. They kind of know that one. Are you ready? All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. That's what it is. Do you sing that one at shows? You s- oh yeah. Yeah, I'll wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear it out. All right. <laughs> Come to a show sometime, buddy, and you'll find wait, out. Wait,
8: one more, now hold on. Wait, one more. What is it? You keep leaving. We got I don't want to. I'm
15: ready to go. Okay, I know.
5: Right. We got one more. All right. This is my question. It's actually more of a statement. You know my favorite song of yours? The what? My favorite song that doesn't get the play that it should get. There's a tear
15: in my beer. Oh, you like that? Oh, that's well, my that, favorite. That, you have good. Good taste. Because I'm crying for you, dear. Uh, Yeah, well, that's daddy. Uh, That's me. I'm doing that part. You You. know, that was the words that I found. Yeah. And the little acetate thing. Yeah. I remember the video when they cut That's a real, real good taste. Also, you might want to look up the eyes of Waylon. Christopherson said, where in the world did that come from? I said, where do you think? The eyes of Waylon is a song everybody should listen to there's a lot of them like that that all in Alabama when I thought I was not gonna make it out there feeling better started turning up loud looking at the crowd and bending them guitar strings. I knew all the while it was my style could they ever forget my name Rocked them in Raleigh knocked them out of Knoxville just couldn't do no wrong the people went wild, and the band said, Child, you better keep on singing your songs, and I'm feeling better. Now, can I leave? You can go. <laughs> right. there, he yeah. there he is, everybody. There yeah. he is,
5: everybody. <laughs> there
15: he goes. He grabs
5: his back. Hey, Dan, uh, how, when you're working with Hank Jr., what is he like in the studio? Is he like that all the time?
16: Uh, man, the first thing he said when he walked in, we'd never met him before. We're all sitting in there. These guys had driven up from Mississippi, and, we didn't know what to expect. And the first thing he said was, I don't really feel like with this right now. And he, he went into the other room, into the into the live room and just lit up a cigar. No one had ever smoked a cigar in the studio. <laughs> so that's how it started.
5: So uh, both as an artist and a producer, like uh, it, it's got to be really hard to get your time. So why Hank Jr. of all the people that are begging for your time?
16: Oh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Hank Jr. I just, you know, I mean, when when I found out that he was a fan of R.L. Burnside, I thought we could do something fun. So, I called Kenny Brown here. He played with R.L. since the 70s. Kent Kimbrough, Jr. Kimbrough's son. Eric Deaton. Um, these guys played on some of my favorite blues records of all time. Um... And I thought they'd be a perfect fit, and they were. Hank, you know, Hank figured out who he was in the room with, and he
5: just like he ate it up. He loved it. Did he and make we, you call him Thunderhead like me? No. Nah, okay, man. I, that's just me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
10: just <making sure. laughs>
5: All right, so here's the deal. That the song they played was called Georgia Women, uh, and the record comes out June seventeenth. Uh, June seventeenth. Rich white honky blues. And I'm not going to be canceled for saying that, right? I'm all good on that. Rich, great, honky blues, everything good. Uh, Dan, big fan of you and the music that you produce. I, we were actually at an event together, and I forget, you had, pro- you had produced another Country Legends record. It had just come out. We were with Reba, Country Music Hall of Fame. We were at something together. And I fr- What other record did you do from, uh, did you produce? There was somebody, another older country guy. John Anderson. That's right. That, that's exactly what Yeah, and Yeah, we've got
16: a John Anderson tribute album that's coming out right now. It's got Eric Church, Luke Combs, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler... Um are you Sierra Farrell Did you do that I shir- did it with well? my with my buddy uh, David Ferguson.
5: Awesome. Well, yeah. uh we appreciate what you brought to Nashville. Yeah, listen, love the Black Keys, love what you did with Hank and just all you guys appreciate you coming in. That was a heck of a performance and then uh Hank, wherever you went, Thunderhead. <laughs> yep, he's gone. He's gone. All right. <laughs> all right. Good to see you guys. There they are. Nice job.
0: Thank you, you.
10: Yeah.
0: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number
3: 2. Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with me this weekend. Sorry if I sound at all tired. It's CMA Fest week and things are absolutely crazy. So I recorded this podcast super early in the morning and I'm just gonna lay it all out there so if my words don't make sense or I'm messing things up too much y'all know why it's not uh, because I don't want to but I actually tried to do this multiple times and finally I was like you know what I'm just gonna wing this and hope for the best it is CMA Fest Week so if you are enjoying all the festivities down here in Nashville or if you're listening to this and you got to enjoy them or you're just watching at home from your couch which also is amazing um, I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend Regardless, and a very safe weekend as well. I love y'all. Bye. Bobby Bones.
2: Bobby Bones Show.